Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Nobody listens anyway. <laughs> this is what it comes in. your body right get your hands off of me is this new kids on the block <laughs> is this prince we back this ain't prince oh backstreet boys oh backstreet the backdoor boys <laughs> the backdoor boys are back you and me baby <laughs> is this our ode to mark Wahlberg? <laughs> it's our ode to being back is he a backstreet boy no here's a new kid on the block correct What's the difference? Well, new kids on black were one are still touring, the other are not. One's still touring, one's not. Oh, you mean the Backstreet Boys aren't touring? No, the Backstreet Boys are touring. Oh, with the forty-four-year-old Wahlbergs. Correct. Dancing around like they're twenty with their receding hairlines. There was a whole thing in Entertainment Weekly of how the Backstreet Boys are a re- launching a residency in Las Vegas. Oh, brother. Awesome. That sounds good. Well, I mean, one of them married Jenny McCarthy, so that's pretty much when you know your career is over. <laughs> Which one? Um, the, the, the other brother? It wasn't Mark. Mark's still acting. <laughs> no, no, no. You're talking about New Kids on the Block. We're talking about the Backstreet Boys. I don't know the difference. But right. four fags that, singing and that dancing. Was his, that was his point. Um, <laughs> it's obvious. They've all married Jenny McCarthy at one point. It's obvious if you haven't uh, already figured it out. It is Fork Talk, baby. Episode 36. 36. In the hizzy. Welcome to Fork Talk, everybody. Um, I'm super happy to be here. It's been 17 years since our last episode. Podcasting from the Fork and Forge in the Sasquatch-laden hills of the Cascade Range. In the great land of the Pacific Northwest. Pub, metalworking, sheaf-throwing, beer-nut-eating, hams, beer-sign-flowing land of sky blue... Blue. Waters. Waters. Yeah, baby. In the land of sky blue water. Absolutely. Who are you? I'm Jay Big Daddy O'Neill. And I'm here with my good buddy, my heterosexual life partner, Brett Hoss. Lathrop. Ooh, thank you, Big Daddy. You're welcome, bro. It's good to see you, brother. You too. Um, we I'm eating a cashew. You are. You shouldn't eat when you're doing a program of this type. I'm just I know. saying. But you know, I listen to Danny Bonaducci in the morning. Yeah. And he eats all the time. Yeah, he's not an important person you should model yourself after. He's had a rough life. True. 
a real rough life. True that. True that. Um, we have uh, nearly a full staff here. It's quite good, actually. Oh, yeah. We're surrounded uh, by the beautiful uh, Fork and Forge. We have um, everything from uh, a cold beverage. Yes. Well, cheers to you. Cheers to you, too. Everyone lift your glass. Everyone, I'm, Everyone's lifting their glasses. I'm doing a visual for the podcast cheers. audience. Cheers. And, uh, of course, we have all of our favorite things around us, right? Of course. Like yeah. your dollies. Okay, they're action, they're action figures. figures. <laughs> they're dolls. They're dolls with okay, like clothes you have to put on and off. They're action figures. Yes. Okay, what's the difference between figure, Barbie, who you put your clo- her clothes on and off, and Big Jim and his friend, who you put their clothes on and off, and has a camper just like Barbie. Okay, first of all, let me introduce Big our Jim. producer, Akane <laughs> Sprinkle, Who apparently has a problem with our... <laughs> and uh, the um, the talents handler, a devil ange. Hey, y'all. <laughs> um, so, first of all, before I introduce the rest of the staff, um, they are action figures. They are action figures. And Fork Talk Nation, here's how it goes They're down. Boys. As all great things happen. Because they have, ac- they have action like, hi, Big Jim, what do you want to do today? I don't know, Big Jim. What do you want to do today? Just like we played with our Barbie dolls. Well, you know, when I was a kid, we had Big Jims, and we had them our raped. Had big boobs. With no nipples. Okay, so and first of all... Big Jim has no... <laughs> big Jim is not anatomically correct. We understand that. Good Lord. Okay, so as normal... <laughs> The greatest things in the world happen when you're having a beverage in the Fork and Forge. Big Daddy and I and a friend of ours, Kyle, were all sitting around having a few beverages. We were drunk off our asses on Japanese scotch. And we discovered that we all had big gyms when we were kids. Now, many Fork Talk Nation, especially in the master's class, will know what a big gym is. Absolutely. A doll. It's an action action figure. And we had the same one with, and two of us had the Big Jim camper. Camper, the camper. Like the Barbie camper. The camper. And we said, oh, we need some Big Jim. Which, by the way, the camper? Yeah. A well-placed BB will shatter the windshield. That's right. As you know firsthand. Pretty much. Because you tried. I didn't try it. I did it. I actually assassinated Big Jim when he was driving on a highway. (laughs) So, of course, as as Haas does, I executed on the plan. Haas has an eBay problem. I did some eBaying. We both do. I found some fantastic representations of Big Jim and the Big Jim camper. And now the pub has its own Big Jim camper and Big Jim combo with their cool hunting gear and shotguns and fire little fire little little fireplace with the boat on the roof and uh the cool 70s uh i have a question about what big jim came with he didn't come why does he have a leather outfit like so big a Jim, totally so one of the leather out, bar, gay leather so bar, one of gay the, outfits. Uh, a scuba Candy outfit. sprinkles. It's a, a scuba gear, and he came with one of the outfits. Came with a cool like 007 um, scuba gear. 
Yeah, because he's a spy. Yeah. And one of the big gyms looks a lot like Burt Reynolds. Pretty and, much. And so he's wearing the scuba gear. He looks, in Deliverance. He looks like he's out of Deliverance. He's wearing the same wetsuit that he had in Deliverance, which is badass. I had he the Ned Beatty doll. Did you get he the Ned Beatty doll? Like he, what he looks like is the guys from that movie Stonewall. And he's stretched out on a nice rug, a little bearskin rug. We didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Somebody else did that. Yeah. It's I'm fantastic. just saying. I'm just saying. Fork Tech Nation. It's an. It's Big an, Jim came with a leather outfit. He an, was like an extra in the movie Stonewall. It's an action figure. All right, we've got intern Slim Doll. Jim. We've got our official artist uh, Jim Walker. We've got security on Rhino. Rhino security cur- um, on the border. We've got Chief Scientific Officer Doctor Ken Noisewater Beck. Our official cartoonist. Hey, I actually reached out yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I actually reached out to Vargas Highlander. I said, "Hey, Fork Talk misses you. Hope you're okay. We hope there's more cartoons coming because we haven't seen you in a while." And did he respond? Not yet. Uh, well, he's fired. No, we'll, we'll wait for him to respond. If he responds, great. If not, we might have to write him off. I say we fire him, and then make him beg to get his job back. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got you fired uh, Vargas Harlander. <laughs> we've got, of course, our roving reporter, the international man of mystery, Miles Wetzel. Wetzel, our official historian, Roger Saunders, our official remote correspondent, Chad Alum, Alum. and our number one fan, Audrey Rose Walker. www.fork-talk.com Fork, uh, Facebook Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas Sponsor it's time Sponsor's time, baby yep. uh, Can I do the sponsor this time? Please do All right. I don't like our sponsor that much I've been practicing I love our sponsor I actually like uh, Mattress Train better <laughs> Dude that's called, it's, First of all, it's Sleep Train They've changed their name like 90 <laughs> times in the past three months it's called, I think it's called Anyway, we're not going to talk about the competition they suck. That's why we're talking about them. Right. Um, do you live in Washington or Alaska? Yes. Do you live anywhere in the West Coast and have access to the internet? Yep. Well, then you should be booking, bookmarking the old mattressranch.com. Us, Dot com. Us, bur- us burly throwing types are rough on furniture. Rough, I say. And you spend more time in bed than any other one thing. And although we grunt and groan when throwing objects through space and time, we ain't stupid. Nope. We ain't stupid. We ain't stupid. So add it all up, and it's obvious what you need to do. Get a dang new bed from MattressRanch.com. Mattress Ranch, we got your bed. We got your bed for you, law dog. We got your bed, law dog. Never gets old. (laughs) Never gets old. Uh, I got your bed for you. Speaking of which, uh, shouts to Max of the Mattress Ranch for his amazing second place throw in Phoenix. Yeah, he did. He kicked ass. He did awesome. He was killing it. was very proud of him. He uh, put a solid effort in. He beat a guy named Stan Dickey, who, by the way, is a pretty fucking good thrower. He's amazing. Yep. Yep. There was a particular event that helped him on a spacer there. and uh, But Max like is super solid in all the events right now. And so he scored really well in the, you know, top four or so for every single thing almost. And it was enough to get him second place points. Well, that's what it's all about. I mean, Brilliant. you know, you if you're doing well, don't give up. Yeah. Because the top guy can stumble 
and have a total douche on the three on, on a throw and uh, dog an entire event. Yeah. Well, and the way the day went in Phoenix, it was Max's uh, three better events were all at the end of the day. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Big Daddy, we got a good show for him. We do. We do. Um, we are going to obviously catch up. We're going to talk about some games news. We are going to talk about the Arnold. Ooh, the Arnold Classic. The Arnold Classic. Which, by the way, I'm a little miffed still. Yeah. Well, we can talk about it. Yeah. And uh, and we've also got a historical figure. Hmm. Who yeah. might that be? Oh, you got to wait. It's good. I want to know right now. No, I know, I know you're impatient. I know you always want to open your gifts before it's time. I just shake them a little but bit. But you got to wait. You gotta, I wouldn't shake this one. Come out and kick your ass. Yeah. We'll see about that, buddy boy. <laughs> All right. What? What, what now? Are we we're gonna go back? Are we, oh, we're taking a break. Are we gonna? No. Oh, we're sliding right in. Yeah, no, we're going right to the next thing that oh, says Jay. Okay, oh, you mean right here on the show sheet? <laughs> uh, sorry, we're, ladies we're, and gentlemen. We're out, of, we're out of practice. It's been obviously. 17 years since our last podcast, so uh, we stand on the shoulders of giants. That we do. So we're gonna do our Facebook shouts. Cool. According to my show sheet, you're right. You're right. Facebook likes are 765, which is bullshit. I've given up on it. No Me one too. cares. Fuck likes. Fuck Facebook. Although, I like uh, this next one. Our plays are up to 15,913. Yeah, baby. We'll I may 16. be 912 and 13 because I downloaded two of our episodes when I was listening at the gym. Oh, yeah? So, I'm responsible for two of those. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll get over 16,000 on this next episode. I guess we also have a shout-out to a guy named, uh, well... John Smith, who calls himself Ivan Wolf, <laughs> uh, who we all know, I guess, is a real person because he introduced himself to you, Brett. Hoss, That's right. Later. He did. Yeah. He did. He said, I'm the guy who you thought was a made-up name. Big uh, Daddy did. You listened to that episode the other day. You said that was funny as hell. It was funny because it was, the interesting thing about it was I had just listened to that episode. Yep. And uh, then you told me about it, and I had to laugh about it because I just I remembered it because it was episode 20-something. Right. And I had listened to that range. the day before, so... <laughs> So here's to Ivan Wolf slash John Smith. Congratulations on being a real person with a cool name. I don't think he believes me still, Ivan. I think he still thinks you're a fictional character. You know, Ivan Wolf, Ivan Coyote, you know, Ivan Drago. He threw in Chuck Converse's all day. That's stupid. I don't know how he did that and didn't slip all over the place. He must have good balance. But I or found he's that very cheap and can't afford a pair of shoes. Could be. I don't know. My, my dad used to play <laughs> basketball in Chuck Converse's in 1950. He did. It was 1950. Seven. Well, when I was a kid, Chuck E.T.'s were actually your gym shoes. Sure. We didn't have any fancy running shoes then. Yeah, that was right. in 1958 when Jay was a kid. No, it was 19... Yeah, 58. Just <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> Let's shout to Mr. McLean. I got nothing to say to him. Why? We you're love punk. Chuck. You're punk. Chuck McLean and the SAAA Northern Rockies crew, baby. I'll give the SAAA Northern Rockies crew a shout. Yeah. But Chuck can suck it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow, that's that's tough. Um, sorry about that, Chuck. I'll no, give, don't be sorry. Hmm. I'll, I'll give you the shout. Why? What did he do to upset you? Today. What? Oh, today he did? On Facebook. Oh. Did, yeah. he, did, he, did he offend you in some way? Yeah, he said the only thing we got going for us is him. <laughs> <laughs> he said to make sure we gave a shout-out to him, and I said, no, we're not that desperate. That's not going to make our show. But, of course, he said, yeah, it is. Right. So, anyway, I'm just kidding. 
<clears throat> Chuck McLean and Northern Rocky True are awesome. I'm just kidding. They did an awesome... Shut the fuck up. They did an awesome job. <laughs> Uh, when we were out there for Boise, you know, and every games they do, they do a killer bang-up job, too. And uh, Polly Sauls, is, uh, she's part of that as well. We both know that. Yep, Fort and Boise I games. I think I just finished the last of my 18 cases of Angry Ocean. <laughs> Fort Boise games is what they're doing next, right? Free that, to the, that's this weekend. Free to the public, family-friendly, and free to active and former military. So, yeah, good on them. That's pretty cool. Yeah? It's good stuff. Yeah, I like that. So we we ought to try doing something like that. Uh, putting on games, we do that. You mean give it free to veterans? Yeah. And servicemen? Maybe. Man, in this part of the world. Yeah, we'd, we'd end up losing our asses. <laughs> we'd lose we our money because that's <laughs> uh, all there's here. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever tried it? You could ever. You could offer a discount code. I, I think I like the um, the whiteboard better. Should, can we, can we go back to the whiteboard? That was epi- We stopped at episode 19, I believe. <laughs> like episode 5. Uh, um, hey, shout-outs to our boy Mark. Mark fellow, Rector. Fellow dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, he went to the Arnold, which, by the way, I was all pissed off about because I thought, hmm, how come I wasn't invited? Steve Conway, you know, he's a big dude in that show. Right. Well, then I looked, and I found out that all I really had to do was apply. And I didn't do that, so that's why I didn't get in. <laughs> so you got all excited for nothing. Yeah. It looked like a lot of fun, though. Yes. They threw a uh, like a big purse. We got a whole section on it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But uh, good job, Mark. Good Brother job, Dad. Mark. Very good exciting. Job, Mark. Nice job. The it wasn't in. It wasn't outside. They weren't freezing their asses off like the last few years. True, yeah. Actually, last year they didn't have it. Right. They did not. Yeah. That's and then before the that, they, they froze their asses off. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, that's it for shouts. All right. What else? Um, How you been, Big Daddy? Good. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's good. You know, just me and me. Yep. That's good. I decided to um, try to get in a little better shape. Yeah. You know, you've been getting some cardio in. Yeah, I was three hundred and three pounds last July. Yeah. Decided that was a little too much weight for a guy that's five ten. Little he- little heavy for a Polak. Pretty much. Yep. Polish German mm. Irish guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been, uh, last, I started what we call Project 53. Ooh. That's what I call it, because okay. I'm 53 years old. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And uh, the project is to, you know, try to get in the better shape of my life at the age of 53. Cool. So, so, you've been doing some treadmill work, you said. Absolutely. Um, we've got a fun run coming up on April 1st. Is it on a treadmill? Nope. Then <laughs> go to hell. I'm the, not doing it's it. It's on the Foothills Trail <laughs> in beautiful Oregon, Washington. What, when, what date is that? April 1st. Candy, why don't you queue up the April uh, music, Fool's please? Queue up some Backstreet for me. I might just poop my and, pants. And uh, no one wants to know about our local thing here. <laughs> We're talking to the, the the nation. However, it's clean. great. I'm trying to get Jay to run the Orning, Orning Bunny Hop. Fork Talk Nation, if <laughs> you want Jay to run or walk or run walk the Orning Bunny Hop, Tell us on our Facebook page. Do I have to dress Pork like a bunny? with Big Daddy and Hoss. Well, Only if you want to, Jay. I don't think I have a suit. If you make me a suit, I will. You mean you want to wear, like, the pink suit from Christmas Story? Yeah, bunny suit, yeah. Just oh. like that. Yeah. I think I look cute. I think you you could wear you could wear just the, like, a little cotton tail on your arse hmm. and some bunny ears. Turn John, doesn't it? 
kind of does, hey, actually. I'm, I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, let's pop out to pop culture. culture. Welcome back. Fork Talk in the house. Episode 36. What, what? Sucking dicks. What? What? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Sorry. People already think our man crush has gone too far, big day. I just kept feeling, feeling it. It's just sex, dude. <laughs> True. It's 20 minutes a day. True. Damn well, it. 47 seconds. Right. 47 seconds of fury. <laughs> All right. We out. <laughs> 47 seconds of fury. to uh, Tijuana, Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we, we thought it'd be fun, you know, to go to this show. Everyone's you got to check out one of these shows. And, you know, it's, it's a woman fucking a horse. We get there and, you know, we think it's going to be awesome. And it is not as cool as it sounds like it would be, man. It is, it's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. You think a woman fucking a horse and you get there and it's, it's a woman fucking a horse. Yeah. It was really giving it to her. And you know what? To be honest, I felt bad for her. We all just felt bad for her. Yeah. Kind of felt bad for the horse. Picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. I am sick. I will punch a baby bear in his shit. Give me lip. I'm going to send you to the yard. Get a stick. Make a switch. I can end the conversation real quick. I am cracked. I ain't lying. Kick a lion in his crack. I'm the shit. I will fall off in your crib. Take a shit. Hit your Yeah, boy, we back. Did he say fuck your witch? <laughs> no, what? fuck your bitch. What, oh. the, what the fuck, Haas? What is this? Oh, my God. This is awesome. This is uh, a group called Run the Jewel. Uh, DJ Shadow featuring Run the Jewel. Run is, the, is this somebody that Lance turned you on to? Oh, my gosh. So Run the Jewel, Big Daddy, is this new group I've been turned on to. The, it's two guys. One is a white guy. He's a DJ out of New York. Has kind of a bit of a hard, kind of almost Beastie Boys thing going on. And then the other guy is named um, Big Mike. And he's a part of the Outcast, that, that group called Outcast. Yeah. And they're, they've got this, this is like their third album. And I think they're awesome. And this video is awesome. It's basically like at the UN, and it's all these old white guys in a circle, like at their at a UN meeting. And each each of these two guys sitting across the table from each other are rapping half of this, basically getting in each other's business. Just like remember in that episode of Fork Talk when we did um, where the ancient Scots came up with the lilting they called it or something like that, where they basically rap rhyme and call each other, you know, slack jawed. Bastards. Huh. No. Do you remember that? How did you discover this? I just, uh, it was recommended by a friend. It was yeah. awesome. Mm. Last Barouche? No. <laughs> I love it, man. Rams- Ramsey. Okay, I'm going to take it down. Welcome to A Papa Culture. Papa Culture. A Papa Culture. Papa Culture. Hey, Big Daddy. Yeah. It's been four years since we've been on this podcasting gold juggernaut. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It seems huh? like just yesterday when we were standing in the beer garden. No, actually, we were in our tent at Kelso, 
And somebody said, you know what, you guys should do a radio show. And I said, you know what, we should do a radio show. And Paul says, hey, we should do a podcast. And I said, hey, that's what the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> Next thing you know, we're doing a podcast. Doing the podcast. And we decided that, you know what, and we still have this philosophy. Yes. If it's only you and I listening, we don't give a shit. It's still good. That's fine. Yep. Like like you said, when I'm getting some uh, time in on the road or I am uh, doing a little bit of uh, running work, right? listen to a little podcast, laugh at myself. Well, what we're finding out <laughs> is whenever we travel around to different games, like you found out in Phoenix, right? you know, people know who you are. They know. Right? There's people oh, my God. Listened. People were like, oh, you're Candy Sprinkles. True. Yeah, I bet they just flocked across the field for you. Pretty much. Looking for an autograph. <laughs> well, as usual, it was, oh, you're Haas. That's cool. Where's Big Daddy? I'm like, he's not here. Yeah. I realized I shouldn't travel without him. Well, I was at Safeway the other day, and this guy said, hey, that Abraham Lincoln bit? Fucking killed it, dude. <laughs> killed it. And that was like Love our first it. episode. I know. That's amazing. So, Well, so in honor of that, I'm thinking we are such a big deal. Can I talk about a pet peeve? Sure. I have a fucking pet peeve. Ooh, please. Are you ranting? Yeah. So, sorry, folks. Does that have uh, something to do with me? It's not Bubba the no, Monkey Boy. It's time for the Big Daddy rant. I just can't get it out of my fucking head, and I can't go on with the segment until I do. I need some kind of special music or thing that when Big Daddy needs to rant, we play it. I'll have to, I'll have to work on that. Maybe we should. Be. We can call this one Old People Suck. <laughs> By the way, Fork Talk Podcast, any of you creative types out there, if you want to create a bumper which is what it's called, mm. where it's played when Big Daddy's about to rant. Feel free to create one and send it my way. It's got to be something hard. It's got to be hard and nasty. Yeah. It's only got to be like maybe 15 seconds, and we'll it'll play it. It'll probably sound like a car crash. It'll probably annoy me so much I'll rant about that, too. But I'm sorry, but I digress. <laughs> Big Daddy, what's your rant? Well, so I'm at the gym the other day. You know, I hate going to the fucking gym. I just go there because they have a treadmill for me, and mm-hmm. a friend of mine owns it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm on the treadmill, you know, and I get off the treadmill, and I'm talking to the people in the desk, and they're nice, and I know them. And there's this old lady sitting there, and she's got a couple of ski poles. Now, okay, I get you. You're walking around with a couple of ski poles, all right? Oh, mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned to the girl, hey, can I get one of those muscle milk things out of the fridge? And she goes, sure, it's like, you know, $4. I said, okay, fine. Can you... Just tack it onto my account. And she goes, well, yeah, I'll do it for you, Jay. But, you know, do you have, now on, you know, just bring some cash. And I go, well, nobody carries cash. And the old lady says, I do. <laughs> and I said, I wasn't asking you. Where was the old lady? She's like, sitting in a fucking chair. But next to you. Yeah. <laughs> so next thing you know, you know, she gets into this old tough accent. You know, oh, I'm, I'm tough. I'm old. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? You're old. She picked up a ski pole like she's going to hit me with it, and I said, "It'll be the last thing you ever did, old lady." <laughs> really? Yes, she it actually. To, she wanted to get into it. With it, you. it actually happened, right? <laughs> and I just want to say this: I don't care how old you are. There's no such thing as I'm only 78 years young. No, you're 78 years old, bitch. You are not 78 years young. 78 is old. You are one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. You should not. Pick up one of your fucking ski poles and attempt to hit a guy over the head with it when he is half your age and three times your size. So she tried to hit you? She picked it up like she was going to. 
Right. And I said, that'll be the last thing because you ever of, did. Because of what? Because you said what? She was trying to be. No, so, you're, so you're ranting on old people. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm calling bullshit okay. on this story. Well, that's good, but it actually happened. What? Why would you say that? I don't know. Pipe down, Candy Sprinkles. What, what the hell? The bottom line is that's what happened, and that's my problem with old people. Uh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Except the fact that you're old. Yes. It's like Mark Valenti said. You know, when you go to, in one of his Armageddon speeches, when you go to uh, the Masters World Championships, right, Yeah. and you wear your compression stuff, so it makes you look like you have muscles. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that, my rant's over. Okay. Are you, okay. Are you feel better? Do you feel better? Yeah, now? I feel better about it. So, you know, when okay. you're old, just shut the fuck up. Be old and stop acting like you're going to kick people's asses because you're old. Gotcha. Okay, so Jay. Okay. I don't, I don't want any. You don't need to retort this. This is just my rant. No, gotcha. I just, I'm just saying something to you. There we go. Shut the fuck up. Where's old. that white boy or whiteboard? Older what? than me. Hey, wait a minute. I accept the fact that he's older than me, so can I say that to him? I accept the fact I am not a spring chicken. I am 53 years old. I get it, but I don't walk around threatening people. Yeah. Well, maybe I do. (laughs) I know. I was just being funny. But I I don't say I'm 53 years. Well, everyone's older than you. I don't pretend like I'm 53 years young. No, you don't. 53 years old. I just can't help it. I look as good as I do. Right. Right? And I'm handsome. Yes. Got gorgeous. Half stuff. Right. Uh-oh. Turn your microphone's on. Turn your mic on. You can talk all you want. You to turned Ange, it off. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Say it, Ange. Don't hey. do that. I hate when you do that, uh, Angie. I hate when you say something, you don't, we don't hear you, no, and, you then see, you, and then this, you go and This you go is my quiet. life. This is my life. And then you go quiet. It's really... It bugs. You say what you want to say. You get in there. Okay. Okay, I'll go ahead and say it. Yeah. Jay O'Neill's the best. Jay is. You're the best and best. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Okay, so all right, let's get back we, on the pop down, culture. Yeah, can we get down yeah. to the ramp? Okay, I'm we're sorry. done with the ramp. So I figured, in the um, honor of our four years, we need our own day or our own month. Everybody's got a damn day, month, whatever, right? February is Black History there's, Month. There's a let's day, make a uh, day for everything. Let's make you know April you- Fork Talk Appreciation Month. Okay, you know you- so tomorrow is the last day of dental assisting. Oh, that's right. It's dental assistant week. D- dental assistant week. week. You, you said that. You said that very southern. It, I almost didn't understand what you were saying. What Go was ahead, it? And what is dental. It again? So it's dental assisting. Yes. Week. Week. Okay. So what are we supposed to do? Go what are, what are we supposed to do for dental assistance? Thank this week? our dental assistants. Uh, I think we should all go out and have a drink. We're having a okay. drink right now. Here, hey. And have our teeth cleaned. Here's to dental assistants who floss your teeth and shut your mouths. And so, if you ever see. Oh, shut up. Never mind. Okay. All right. So, well, that, here's the dental assistants. So here's Thank the, them. So here's the deal. So March is... Thank you for holding my mouth open so wide that you tear my gums. Yeah. Can, Super I, cool. can I just... Before you get into this, Haas, can I just say something? So anybody can have their own month or day. It only requires getting your uh, members of Congress to make it a thing and they just have to basically say we're sponsoring to make this day or this month this thing so if we actually we could make a day or a week we could make a day so it's this you're, goes, you're making no sense no, no, no. Let's, goes, make it, let's make it goes, an hour this goes for state or federal we could make all you have to do is 
is petition your legislators to make great. We can X, do that. Y, and Z. This is the day or the week or the month of this, and so we could do that for Highland Games or for Fork Talk. We can make. Uh, you should get on that, producer. I want you to get on that. Write your congressman. Get you get get or the, a woman. That's right. That's right. Stop being cranky. I'm just saying you're you're talking about this stuff. We can make it our own thing. Awesome. That's what I'm saying. We should have our own. Absolutely. Because here is what is in March alone. Let's talk about it. All right? March is... American Diabetic Association National Nutrition Month. I got the diabetes. I got I got me the diabetes. Okay? It's so American it's, Red Cross Month. Everyone wears a Red Cross. It's just March. Caffeine Awareness Month, which is oh. 24-7-365 for me. I don't know why they call it a month. It should be the year. Exactly. Why are we aware uh. of caffeine? Why am I aware? But why is it Caffeine Awareness Month? Because you're supposed to be aware of how awesome caffeine is. There are is. some dumbasses that still order decaf, so we need to make them aware that True. there's caffeine. Uh, it's National Craft Month. What the fuck does that mean? Well, you, if you're crafty, if, crafty. You put, if you put macaroni uh, glued to a paper plate, <laughs> it's, it's Craft Month for oh, you. Oh, good. Here's for all the six-year-olds. Yeah. It's um, Epilepsy Awareness Month. <laughs> it's Epilepsy Awareness Month. Well you, well, you know, that's the thing. You should always be aware that epilepsy exists because you sure. never know. You're walking down the street. Some guy just has a seizure. Right. You know, you should know. Do not stick his wallet in his mouth. Right. You know, just keep him clear of hurting himself. Right. You know, yep. that's all you have to do. Exactly. Um, it's Flower Month. Flour as in the ingredient. As in the ingredient. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. it's flour. So month. for all you gluten-free assholes out there, fuck you that month. Right. So it's anti-gluten right. month. It's yeah, so you know what? This month, March, Yeah. all you gluten-free freaks yeah. that, aren't, that don't actually have celiac brew because right. you don't, none of you do, Right. Um, just go ahead and shut the fuck up. Right. It's um, fresh celery month. <laughs> It's Fresh Celery Month. Why it's are we official. not celebrating that? It's official. Fresh Celery Month. I'm putting peanut butter and cheese whiz on my celery. I can't believe we're not celebrating that right this second. I know. It is Frozen Food Month. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it's Irish American Month. Now, Why? that's... It's a bit of Irish. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. It's Music in Our Schools Month. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Do you know why it's Irish American Month? It's St. Patrick's it's Day. It's on the 17th. Day. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, yeah. It's no brainer. Okay. Music in Our Schools Month. Yep. Okay. Music in Schools is important. That's good. That was a good movie. Did you ever see that one? What? Um, it was with uh, Richard Dreyfus. Yes. Uh, opus. Uh, the Opus. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Mr. Holland's Opus. That was a opus. fantastic movie, by the way. Yes. Very good. So I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to watch that in honor of March. Yep. Awesome. And then um, we've got the uh, it's it's Noodle Month, Big Daddy. Yeah, for all you guys that don't take Viagra, Noodle Month. <laughs> it's yeah. National Nutrition Month. Yeah, not, it's it's not only American Diabetes Association <laughs> National Nutrition Month. It's just Nutrition Month in general. That's kind of amazing. You got Flower Month, Celery Month, Nutrition, and Diabetes in the same month. I know it's crazy. Um, it is Peanut Month. See. Jimmy Carter was born uh, in this month, I'll bet you. Right. Do you realize that George Washington Carver made the first computer out of a peanut? Shut up. A peanut! No way. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, it's Professional Social Worker Month. That's perfect for all those social workers out there. <laughs> That's right. It's, I mean, you know. It's 
Sauce Month. I'm a big fan. <laughs> sauce Month is great. Hey, I like sauce I on like my the, pasta hey, red and sauce. in my things. Alfredo. Sauce sauce can be good. Sauce is good. Sa- sauciness. Are we talking sometimes. about sauce like like being on the sauce? Like drunk? Well, that could be. That would be a good month. <laughs> it is Irish American Month, so we might as well be might, hand, well, right? might as well be on the Sauce Month, right? I like it. We got Women's History Month. Yeah, get back in the kitchen, take off your shoes, get pregnant, and make my fucking dinner, bitch. Hello. Oh, yeah. You're going to go down well with yeah, the, won't uh, be the first uh, time. types. Cute, Jay. And then it's uh, Youth Art Month. Youth Art Month. Yeah. Finger painting. No, it was, no, art, and he was really young, and they're, they're, <laughs> so it's the, the little was, guy. The, the little art. Little art. Yeah. When, before he got big art. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was youth art. Well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right? Was, yeah, good for him. He had, he, he had to start. Um, also, I thought this was interesting, Big Daddy. So, also in Ma- in uh, March, right? Yeah. In 1989, this is interesting because it's coming up with the Masters Worlds coming in Iceland, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. In 1989, Iceland had prohibition until March of 1989. The no ban- way, really? The ban had originally prohibited all alcohol, um, but from 1935 onward, only applied to strong, quote, beer mm-hmm. with an alcohol content of 2.25 uh, above 2.25 was considered strong uh, below 2.5 is considered water <laughs> pretty much yes um and so today icelanders celebrate beer day on march 1st no wonder, they're, no wonder so, they're so fucking so tough for real iceland had prohibition until 1989 yeah we just said that Nine. It's right there. Yep, it's awesome, huh? That's, that's a, crazy. That's why they're so fucking tough. They live in the coldest place on earth, and they weren't drinking. And they weren't drinking shit. They're pissed all the time. Yeah, always mad. Yeah. So now they celebrate it annually, which I would too. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. So here's hey, a, that's why they drink vodka so much. True, could be because they make Icelandic vodka. Could be. In fact, our friend Hafthor Bjornsson. Yeah. He actually has his own vodka. Does he really? Yeah, he's on the bottle and everything. That's cool. Yeah. Um, in 19, um, okay, it's on this day, March 10th, in 1876, Big Daddy? Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell spoke into his just-completed invention, the telephone, and said those famous words, Mr. Watson, come here, I want to see you. And it worked. And it worked. And if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have podcasted. I actually believe that it said, Mr. Watson, I want you. Right. Because they were gay. Were they? No. Oh. But, you know, it's fun. Well, they, they could have been like you and I, heterosexual life partners. True. And yeah. we're gay. We just don't have sex. Pretty much. Yep. Um, on this day, March 10th, in 1978, The Incredible Hulk premiered on CBS. Yeah. Huh? That's With, awesome. Uh, that was Angie's favorite. In fact, she had a lunchbox with Incredible Hulk on it. That's yeah. right. I Big Lou yeah, Ferrigno. She, she still has it. Yeah, you mean Ferrigno? That's right. He's got a. He had a, a listening impairment. Did he not? He's deaf. Right. Yeah. He's an asshole too, right? Well, yeah. Your microphone's off. No, can you hear me? No. You guys turned it off again. This is why I keep turning I their thought, microphones oh, off, Jay. They keep right talking. I didn't turn and, my microphone off. You turned my uh, microphone yeah, off. Yeah, because you keep talking. The <laughs> girls keep talking in the middle of the podcast and then come in when they like. Yeah, yeah. Because you're kind of boring. Nice. Oh, We're boring them. Of people. That, that means I will cut Sweet you off. Sweet Jesus. Shut them back Sweet off. Sweet baby Jesus. On this day, oh, March 10th in 1983, 
MTV broadcasted the video of Michael Jackson's song Billie Jean for the first time, which I'm pissed off about because... Wait a minute. Was that, that the first thing they ever... No. Well, that No, it wasn't Caroline. the first. It was just the first time they played Billie Jean. Okay. But it reminded me that that, that fucking bitch, she's been, t- she's been saying forever. First it was you. It was your kid. Then it was. Then she said it was Haas's kid. Right. Then she picked on Michael. Right. Whose kid is it? When's she gonna end? Never. Because Billie Jean ain't my lover. She ain't. Mm-mm. No. But you know what? What? Michael Jackson got a baby named Blanket. That's true. And a twin sister named uh, Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> That's it. So anyway, big day. Those are the interesting monthly things That's that are going cool. on. That's pretty cool. I never would never would have realized that. And I'm assuming that if anybody can have that kind of crap for their month, we should have a fork talk month. That's I'm pretty sure I'm at least saying. at least a month, at least a. Couple uh, you'll of have weeks. a day. Right. You can have a day. You just need to like. Call our congressman. And yeah, we heard, you, we heard you. We heard you. In triplicate. Uh-huh. you got to put it in triplicate. triplicate. Yeah, it's got to be in triplicate with four it's carbon It's not copies. that hard. Just fucking do it. And a Xerox machine. You ever see a Xerox machine? In uh, March 15th of uh, 1972, the Xerox <laughs> machine was actually invented. Did you, did you ever was see it? Yeah, I used was to get it? blue ink all over my hands. Did you watch 9 to 5? Yeah, 9 to 5. Yeah, with Dolly Parton. Yeah, and there were, she's were a little working? thing, and the little Xerox thing kept going. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I, I all actually, those things yeah, out. yeah, and then remember Lucille Ball with the chocolates sticking them in her mouth and all I that do. stuff. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. That, was, so, that was March fourteenth, nineteen fifty-seven. Right. So that Xerox machine that was in that movie, I actually ran that kind of Xerox machine when I worked for my dad. That's fascinating, oh. Malcolm. Yeah. That's before you put chocolate in your mouth, Malcolm the first. Hey, before we pop out of this to the uh, first major topic. Um, Big Daddy, you were going to do a quick shout to uh, a friend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go from the levity of our normal podcast um, to a good friend of ours uh, in the Highland Games and strongman uh, Gerard Benderoth, who just passed away uh, the day before yesterday. And uh, Gerard was known to the Highland Games uh, world for uh, many years. He was a, he was a, a Big fan of the New Hampshire games. Dr. Bill Crawford runs that. And uh, my good friend, uh, Scott DePanfilis, has actually been involved in that for over 20 years. Miles Wetzel's been there. They've all thrown with him. Uh, Gerard was a <clears throat> he was a cop, uh, New York uh, Police Department. Um, very good. 44th Precinct, the busiest precinct in the world, they say. Uh, but Gerard was a great guy. I met him in uh, uh, 2001. I was uh, I left my job for uh, hiatus for uh, about a week uh, for the cleanup in New York when uh, the, the uh, twin towers were destroyed, and Gerard was there and I met him and I worked with his crew and he was an awesome guy offered me to stay at his place whenever I wanted to. In fact, uh, we had a plan this summer. Angie and I were thinking about going out to the East Coast sometime this next year, and Gerard extended a hand uh, for us to come and stay with him. Um, good guy, had four beautiful kids. Um, I don't remember the ages, but he had uh, two twin daughters. And so he left a wife and a lot of good friends. Uh, the Highland Games and Strongman is um, a darker place without Gerard. Good dude, uh, great guy, great friend, friend to all. Um, larger than life. Uh, the guy was maybe 5'10", 5'11", and 350 pounds and just solid as a rock and super strong. His videos are on YouTube. You can see how strong he was and just, just a, just a, a good dude, loving guy. And uh, 
Scott was telling me that he met him 17 years ago on the field at New Hampshire at Loon Mountain, and uh, they became instant friends. And uh, so yeah, lots of people are going to miss him. I think you're going to hopefully, I mean, I'm going to pay tribute to him when we do Tacoma, and I'm hoping that all the other athletic directors around the country will do the same. And uh, also Loon Mountain, I'm sure, will do a really nice presentation for him as well, and hopefully, I don't know if his family will be there or not, but it would, it's going to be really nice, I think, so. You showed me a picture of him, and uh, he's got such a massive trap and neck structure that he just it goes from the earlobe straight to the shoulders. Yeah, I mean, awesome. they, they call him the white rhino. <laughs> and it's funny because my nickname back in the 90s when I worked out at this one gym, we, they, they called me the white rhino, and then him and I talked, and I said, you can have it. <laughs> you know. That's so, good. Yeah, the guy was uh, just a sweetheart of a guy, and uh, it's a big loss for the Highland Games. And uh, so hopefully, you know, his, everything goes all right for his wife and kids and that. And uh, we're all going to miss him. Yeah, all honor to his name. Very good. Well, uh, thanks for doing that, Big Daddy. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're I gonna, hope I don't have to do any more of these. Yeah, let's hope we don't have time, to. You know? Let's hope we don't have to. So let's, um, let's go out on a moment of silence, and um, we will uh, pop into the next um, topic. Sounds good. All right, we out. Gentlemen, it's been a privilege flying with you. Okay. Go to town and marry Bonnie Uncle John. He yes. can dance the music, but he had a lot of fun. Oh, baby. Yes, baby. Woo, baby. Have me some fun tonight. Yeah. Big Daddy on the brain, oh baby. You need to try some of this long cut red band. Make you a sexual Tyrannosaurus like me. That's right. Like Randy. <laughs> All right, the great little Richard. And of course, this song was made modern day popular and famous by the great movie Predator. That's right. And they're in their uh, choppers. Back when the Jesse had body of Ventura, flying before he was governor. Flying fast and low, in the dark, yep. under the red lights, and uh, this was playing, and we're doing this because the topic, Big Daddy, is... The Arnold. The Arnold. That's right. So get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Yes. Um, so, obviously, uh, one of the kind of... You know, there's obviously so many great games. It's a very good choice of music, by the way. Thank you, Big Daddy. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, Candy Sprinkles and I came up with that one. Um, so nice job, Candy Sprinkles. We, um, you know, there's there's some seminal events that happen every year, like Stone Mountain, like the Claw, like Beham, right? Those kinds of things. Yep. Uh, Pleasanton, of course. Um, Pleasanton. But this this Arnold is fascinating, right? Because once a year in the sleepy little town of Columbus, Ohio, yeah. the uh, entire town shuts down for a long week of essentially strongman heaven. Fitness Expo, baby. Fitness Expo, where there's everything from the uh, bodybuilders to the power athletes to... Diddlywinks. Gymnastics, thumb wrestling. I mean, there's... Archery. Everything you can think yeah. of. And uh, unicorn riding. A couple years ago, they started uh, doing Highland Games there. They they threw in the snow. Yeah, 
because it's winter in Ohio in March, and so likely it's not going to be good weather. But they threw in the snow. That didn't work so much. I think they lost their sponsorship. Um, yeah. I then was there last year because I was there for work. I, I stayed over the weekend and went to it, which I think we talked about in a previous podcast. Right. And I loved it. I wished you were there. That's when I met Hapthor for the first time and saw how monstrous he was and all that. And saw Zolkowitz go up against him on the uh, weight over bar competition. Right. Um, and then, um, but this year it came back. Right, Big Daddy? Right. Yeah, the, the, the indoor this time. Indoor, right? Which was smart. That was really interesting. First of all, the first time I saw this Big Daddy, I saw that Rogue video that was done, which mm-hmm. was awesome. If you're in Highland Games and you haven't seen that Rogue video they did, awesome. It'll pump you up. Yeah? Well, all Rogue videos, I mean, if you watch any of them, True, they're, they're they do good, a great job. I mean, like uh, when they were doing Road to the Arnold, which is really cool, Yep, they'll do like Brian Shaw, World's Strongest Man. They'll do Hapthor Bjornsson. And they're just like seven or eight minute vignettes. Yeah. But they're so professionally well done. You can watch them over and over again. They're just awesome. Can you imagine if Rogue did a video of you and I? Yeah, it would suck. But only because it was you and I. Just kidding. No, it would be awesome. <laughs> it would be epic. Well, I'll tell you, Rogue video, I mean, they can definitely, they can make, you know. They can make, they can make steak good. out of dog food, you know. That's right. So they... You know, they, they put a lot of money into this. Well, they got a lot of money because they, they do the CrossFit games, which is huge. Right. They do equipment. Their equipment is amazing, and it's expensive as all get out. You know, I'm, I'm only saying that because they're not sponsoring us, so right, they can right. fuck off. <laughs> but as far as, the, you know, they go up against the Sorens, and the Sorens are a, a giant right. as well in the fitness industry. Right. And so, of course, I'm a big fan of the Sorens because I know them. Right. You know, but they're good dudes, too. You know, it's not just because I know who they are. They actually are good people who do a lot of good stuff for strength. So, But, yeah, the Arnold is really, I mean, it's it's just amazing how it's taken off. It started out as just a bodybuilding classic. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger's own bodybuilding classic after he retired. Right. And uh, they made it into a fitness expo, and it's become a, uh, a juggernaut, a behemoth. It's amazing. It's you awesome. Know? The strongman, the strongman show there is rated only second to World's Strongest Man, and actually, it's kind of surpassing it because it's the heaviest event, right? And they only take 10, 10 guys, and they're the ten strongest guys. Yeah. And I remember I was working out with Jesse Marundi back in the day. Yeah. And he was on the phone with Terry Todd. Terry Todd is he kind of sets up the events and stuff like that, you know. And um, he was telling Marundi, he said, he told Jesse, he was on the phone with him. He said, "You, you know, you're just not big enough, you know." And, and Jesse was, <laughs> you know, six five, and I think he was about three ten at the time. And he's like, "What do you mean not big enough? You know, I'm as strong as the other guys you got in the competition. What the heck?" So I think he brought him in as an alternate, but he ended up going on to the show mm-hmm. and kicking ass, right? Nice. But uh, every year it gets stronger, it gets bigger. The athletes get bigger and stronger too. You know, Brian Shaw is six eight and four fifty. Yeah. Um, Hapthor is six eight and four twenty five. Right. You know, uh, the little guys are my height and three thirty. Right. You know, it's amazing, and they're just super strong. Um, but people love it. They clamor to that event. They come from all over the fucking world to go to it. The amount of um, um, booths and, you know, people selling stuff there, right. Jay, is insane. Every well, 
you know, every magic powder known to man is being represented yeah. and samples given out. People are waiting in line for hours to get free samples of right, shit. Right. I never quite understood that. I it's don't like get that either. People are getting in line for all this free crap, and I'm like, why? Just yeah. What's your time worth? You just go get some if right. you like it. Well, Matt Vincent was there, and um, yep, I saw he him. had his hate products there, too, and he was uh, he was enjoying it. He be, he does his vlog all the time, and yeah. he was enjoying the hell out of it. And Cool. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it bring, it, it's just so amazing, you know, how big it's become because, you know, the, the Arnold now is second only to the Mr. Olympia when it comes to bodybuilding shows, too. Wow, you know? yeah. So, uh, and the Olympia is becoming kind of an expo as well. So, and, but they, it's like they just started to become an expo. Right. And then the Arnold actually has Arnold expos all over the world. Yeah, I know. So they're that. in Australia yeah. and they're, yeah, it's just amazing. It's, it's just amazing. Huge, yeah. Well, so there was a unique adaptation for the Highland Games part of this, right? So they did, of course, sheath, sheath. which is brilliant. They did keg over bar. Mm-hmm. They did weight over bar. Right. They did weight for distance. They did open heavy, heavyweight. They, they did yeah. open stone, and they did caber toss. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had four classes. They had a pro class. They had masters men. They had amateur men, and then they had amateur women. So four classes, right? There. Yeah, right. And um, actually, I forgot to pass this out, but here you go. Here's the Nazga uh, rankings or the Nazga finishing. So how they how they all did um, the. Pro class Big Daddy was people we know and love. Some of the the, the guys that have um, been at our games, um, right? We had they had Nate Burchette, yeah, uh, who hasn't been at our games throwing. Well, he was going to be this he year. Was yeah, actually, we had I, to I, I had him signed up, ready to go this year. Um, of course, our our current and now champion forever until Billingham comes back, yeah. Chuck Casson. Chuck Casson, the man. The man. Uh, Spencer Tyler, the biggest comeback boy yet in the in the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. Who would also was he going to come to Billingham? Yes. Yeah, he was. He was hoping to. I had a, I had a verbal commitment from him. Uh, Andy Vincent was there. Also was going to come. Love to Bellingham, Andy. Yeah. And then the great Mike Zolkowitz. Yep. And um, so it's a good lineup. Um, now, um, here's an interesting thing, Big Daddy, before we look at how everybody did, right? This is right off the website, which I thought was interesting. The professional division champion will be awarded a special made bronze trophy of legendary Scottish strongman Donald Denny. Yeah. Denny won the Scottish Highland Games 21 straight years, allegedly. From nineteen <laughs> from eighteen fifty six to eighteen seventy six, and is recognized as the nineteenth century's greatest athlete. First, second, and third place finishers in each division will also receive special made trophies. Now, just ask Diddy. He'll tell just you. ask Diddy. Uh, he was the greatest athlete ever, and therefore nothing better than him. In fact, now can you imagine the hubris in a room if you had the Arnold? Denny, and I don't know, like Trump, in yeah. the, in the same room. Yeah, that'd be amazing. It, <laughs> it I, would be I think, hard I think, to contain. Uh, I think Trump would be the the. We're not going to go there. Tiny baby in that. Room. We're not talking about politics. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying you're, you're talking about some really peop, big people. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and, and I, Trump's only the president of the United big, States. Big attitudes. I, that would have been interesting. So. Um, so how did they do, Big Daddy? Let's. I mean, did, I don't know if you saw. Did you see how how these these came out? 
Yeah. Well, Spencer Tyler took first, to go figure. But uh, yeah. one thing that I think is interesting is a little-known fact here that most people probably wouldn't notice, but Doug Steiger, I don't know if you ever met or heard of him. Okay. Uh, Doug Steiger was a pro for many years. And was he in the master class? He's competing in the master's class. Yeah. And it's cool to see him coming back out and, and throwing again. He's a good dude, you know, and... Um, a lot of people have a lot of respect for him, so it was nice. Nice there, to see him in there. So it was kind of a heavy open stone, to be fair, right? 18, a, 18 pounds. 18 pounds, so a little heavier than normal. Um, 35 feet, not bad. I think they did a, um, they used one of those indoor weights, like indoor shots. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and even like the heavyweight for distance looked to be a big um, kind of kettlebell with a soft bag, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that was uh, 34 feet 10 for him. Watching the, those guys throw that big bag reminded me of, you know, watching the, the guys load the luggage on the airplanes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, do, do you recognize some of these amateurs, Jay? Zach Riley came in first for uh, the Sean, men. Sean Yurkort, uh Sean, yeah. I know I've him. heard of him. Matt Hand. Um, Shane Sutherland. Yeah, I recognize those guys. Yeah. And, and Zach Riley won. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sheaf, you know, I'm not. Um, well, they were using they were using a 25 pound sheaf. Right, is that right? I want to say that it, they actually were pretty smart. Yeah, because they realized they needed to use something heavier because they only had so much room. Right, and they did the same thing with the open stone. Instead of having a 16 pound, they had a 18. Right. So it kind of cut the distance a little bit. Right. That's yep. actually pretty genius. I think it's smart. Um, I loved, of course, because it was in that giant hall and they didn't d- use stanchions. They just took rope up all the way to the ceiling into the joists and then just had basically a, a guide wire that brought the bar up mm-hmm. along the rope into the ceiling. Yeah. That's and, pretty darn cool. And, of course, it is impressive. I've seen, obviously, I've seen Spencer Tyler throw sheaf in person in uh, Victoria. And he really, when he gets a hold of it, it's insane. And that's on a 20-pound bag. He's on a 25-pound bag. And according to this, he went 31 feet. But I think that's just the highest that thing topped out. He went over the girders yeah, the in the ceiling, yeah, yeah. in the rafters. Right? And that was a good five feet. It looked like it was a good four or five heat fire. Higher than that, too. So, and I wonder if they thought that, I wonder if they measured that and that was 31 feet. Because no, could I, he have gone, I mean, could he have taken a 25-pound bag and gone 34 feet? That would be a record, wouldn't it? It was still going up, dude. Man, a lot. So, I don't even know. Awesome. Yeah. That would be sweet. So, I have a question. So, um... I understand that when you have you're doing a throwing event indoors, you have to make accommodations. So, like instead of stones, they're using like indoor shot puts that are weighted at different weights. But you said for weight for distance, they were just basically using a sandbag with a handle on it. And is that the same as a weight for distance? Because it's not got the chain on it and the you know the distance from the handle to the weight, and so. Is it equivalent? I'm asking, are all these events that they're throwing indoors equivalent to... Well, they don't work against your normal rankings because they're a different weight and all that. Well, if you look at the, the distances the guys threw, like in the pro class, yep. they're pretty, pretty equal close. to what they're throwing a normal 56. Like, 
you know, Spencer Tyler was 45 feet, and Andy Vincent was 41 feet. And, yeah, that's, you know, I that's mean, Chuck what, Gasson was 44 feet. So, I mean, those are equivalent to what they would throw in a competition. They, would, a usu- they would usually go just close to 50, right? Is it Spencer a little over 50? Well, I mean, that was his, that was his, his record. But, I mean, we're talking about early March. Right. Well, actually, what, right. Yeah, yeah, late February, True. early March. And, True. And True. With, a, with a weird implement. Yeah. So is what the Arnold doing is opening up indoor highland games to i think they're just adapting to because yeah. they can have a venue just at to the make, arnold just to make it a show i don't think anyone's going to make this a traveling road show and go indoors you i know, know but right. the arnold is doing this but what if someone then said okay i want to make an indoor highland game i would love to have an indoor highland game then you could do it in it fact it doesn't matter haas and i have talked about it before where if, if we could find a big horse arena that you could do it like some of the games sure. like Jacksonville and there's another one in uh, somewhere down in, in in the east yeah where they throw in like a horse arena if we could adapt something like that indoor right. that'd be awesome yeah but they're using different implements right just so yeah. it doesn't matter you could use heavier implements they were using they were using a hammer in Jacksonville and that was indoor yeah yeah so yeah but it's pretty cool well congrats the, the caber was there. I think the caber was a huge adaptation for them yeah, because it looked like they did a, a run-up, and anyone who knows better than me who was, who was there, it looked like they had almost like a run-up where you had to stop at a certain point, yeah, and then turn the caber. Okay, and so uh, Steve Conway actually brought to my attention that one of the cabers would landed on his top, and the the three feet of it broke off. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, so it wasn't absorbing enough. I think the, if they used like Ray Maybe cabers that are covered in that good lacquer and stuff like that, they'd hold up better. Right, right. But, yeah, great. I mean, awesome. So, Nobody got hurt, and everyone had a good time, and it was, it was a cool uh, cool show. Yeah, so congratulations to the amateur men, uh, Zach, John, and uh, Sean, for their first, second, and third place. Uh, Masters, it was, uh, as we shouted earlier, Mark Wechter in first, uh, Damon Barth in second, and uh, Doug Steiger in third. Uh, man, Mark won by... A lot of points there. He had only five. He won every event. Man, that was amazing. Um, and then uh, in the pro class, it was Spencer in first, Andy in second, and Mike Zolkowitz in third. And then uh, in the ladies, it was um, Jessica Brindenthal, Alyssa Hapner, and uh, Victoria Lee in first, second, and third. So Actually, I want to say that the top uh, Andy, Vincent, and Zolkowitz tied but I think they had a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. Because when wow. they had them line up, they actually lined up together as second place. But wow, awesome. Anyway, um, cool well, deal. Good. Yeah, so congratulations to everybody at the Arnold. I thought it was a great idea. Um, Steve Conway, thanks a lot for the invite. Appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Steve. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed, really enjoyed getting that in the mail to yeah. be there and support you and be a part of that. Yeah, thanks for the T-shirts. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Yes. Um, Maybe we'll see you in Pleasanton. Maybe we won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We out to the next one, Big Daddy. Roger that. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. You see, Danny, I can deal with the bullets and the bombs and the blood. I don't want money and I don't want medals. What I do want is for you to stand there in that baggity white uniform and with your Harvard mouth extend me some fucking courtesy. 
You gotta ask me nicely. Absolutely nothing. Good God, y'all. Absolutely nothing. Say it again. God, y'all. Absolutely nothing. Okay, Big Daddy, we back. Welcome Getting back. Get rid of the week. Calling people that don't belong. Yes, baby. Sing this song because war. Good God, y'all. What is it good for? Welcome back to Fork Talk, everybody. It is time for Historical Figure. And uh, we got a good one, Big Daddy. You are going to love this one. I can hardly yes. wait. It's a little bit of a juxtaposition song, of course. We're singing uh, War, which uh, was, of course, about not doing war. But our f- historical figure is the one, the only, General George Smith Patton Jr. Jr. Well, you know... The only one that hates war more than the hippies is the actual warrior. True. True that. True that. And General Patton was the ultimate warrior. And I'm not talking about the wrestling ultimate warrior. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, He actually wore clothes. Now, before we get into this, Big Daddy, we we have to do something that we never enjoy doing. We have to invoke he who should be named. Should not be named. Right. Sir Isaac Newton. Boo. Boo. Suck it, Suck it figgy. figgy. Suck it. Suck it, you little figgy faggot. We, and if you don't know about uh, why we do that, then go back a few episodes and listen up. Yeah, like episode one. Newton, don't like him. Nope. Never did. Never liked him. Um, oh, I have any gravity. Watch this, Phil. Okay, Big Daddy, here's yeah. the deal. George Patton was born in San Gabriel, California, in November 11th, 1885. He's considered one of the most successful combat generals in U.S. history. He was the first officer assigned to the Tank Corps in World War One. During World War II, he helped lead the Allies to victory in the invasion of Sicily and was instrumental to the liberation of Germany from the Nazis. Uh, he died in, in December of 1945 in Heidelberg, Germany. Obviously, those are the kind of big highlights, right? Yeah, yeah but, he, he died a horrific death. I'll tell you about it later. But I think what's really interesting about framing him and how he might have been as a thrower is this early life piece, right? Yeah. So he, as a young boy, George Patton set his sights on becoming a war hero. It was kind of well documented. Mm -hmm. During his childhood, he had heard of countless stories of his ancestors and their victories in the American Revolutionary War and the Civil War. Um, He had, um, I was seeing a little thing, Big Daddy, a pretty idyllic childhood. Um, And um, he always felt like he had a history or destiny to be something significant right. in in um, in military affairs. He felt it was his destiny to be a great general in war. Yeah. Now, of 
classic example that has happened throughout history is he was, did you know he was dyslectic? Dyslexic. Just like you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> he, was, he was dyslexic, but they didn't know anything about that then. So they honestly, you know, his family was very prominent and, you know, had all this history, smart people. They thought he was dumb. They, right. were, they were really worried to send him to school and to potentially have him go to these higher ed schools because they were worried that he would come off and show the family up as being not very bright. Right. Um, just like you. I mean, you know. Just like me. I've talked to your parents many times, and they <laughs> said the same thing. We were worried about Brady. You know, we, we didn't know that he'd actually make it through <laughs> kindergarten. And he, he felt he had to act tough, even though he didn't feel tough. Um, he was really self-aware. I found this interesting. They they had this notes about him that he was really self-aware about really kind of being spoiled because he had such a easy kind of childhood. And so um, he went from this happy-go-lucky teenager to become the new character when he entered the college. They, they in, his, in, in his various um, writings and things like that, they, they said that he specifically, he wasn't always the Patton that we know of. He was a pretty easy-go, cool kid mm-hmm. that when he went into his next part of life and getting into college, he, like, transformed himself and created this patent character right that he needed to he felt used to survive right which i think was interesting well you know he had a real pimply little voice like when you watch the movie Patton, george c scott plays him right he didn't talk like that oh really no because when i was in college i'm not even kidding when i was in college i had a friend of mine whose dad was at the battle of the bulge okay and he actually served under Patton in other battles okay and he said, he talked like this. <laughs> had a real pimply, like a, really? a high like pitch a high voice. Level. And when the matter he got, the higher it got. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I thought so, too. I was like, man, that just kind of knocked the whole patent movie down. So he enrolled in the Virginia Military Institute in 1904. Uh, and a year later, he attended the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, um, which he graduated <laughs> later in 1909. Now, dude, this is I had no idea. He flunked first year. He mm. flunked his plea beer, and they made him do it over again. Right. Because they still didn't know he was dyslexic. He basically couldn't f- read practically. Right. And so he um, had to restart. Um, and then there was a couple of things. Well, so, you, learn, you know, you learn more from your failures than you do your success. Spot on. Right. And he also just kind of, again, this helped to turn him into the pattern that we know. He basically said, I got to not only get tougher, I got to get crazy tough. To be able to make this work because he just basically come hell or high water was going to do well as the military person he felt he was destined to be. Right. Even though he knew he had this problem. He had to make the, he wanted wanted to fulfill his destiny. That's right. Yep. And so he had, um, he also had a problem with the, um, the southern gentleman kind of class crap that was going on at West Point. Yeah. He, he um, he didn't really have very many friends with that mm-hmm. um, because he just didn't fit in really well. He's a West Coast kid, and a lot of the I guess a lot of the West the West Point guys at the time were kind of Southern gentlemany kind of stuff, right? And he just didn't fit in with them, um, right. which is interesting because he did graduate from the Virginia Military Institute, but you know, yeah, whatever. He just always seemed to be bucking that tiger because he wasn't a part of the old blue bud or something right. in the South. Um, 
He um, he married his wife, Beatrice, uh, in 1910. She came from a very prominent family, big East Coast money that was in the West Coast uh, after a time. Um, it, they were friends since he was a child. Um, and he, her family were very known for, like, Civil War and Revolutionary War type events. Mm-hmm. So it was a crazy kind of family thing that they had going on. Um, in 1912, Patton completed, uh, he, okay. He competed in the, pen, uh, the pentathlon at the Stockholm Olympics right. in 1912. He was an okay? Olympian. First, first indication that he could be a good thrower. He's an athlete in the Olympics. Right. Okay. Here's the next bit that I'm worried about. Right. He did well in fencing hmm. and placed <laughs> fifth overall, which means I'm sorry. But he's got a high voice, yep. and he likes to fence. He's a larper. larper. <laughs> he's a larper. I'm worried. I'm not. I'm not writing him off right now. But I'm just saying he had a, a proclivity to be a reenactor. <laughs> good point. Yeah, you make a you make a strong argument there. I, I I don't even want to say it because he's such a badass. But I'm worried about that part of it. Right. Right. Um, now, despite his, he also designed his own uniforms. You know, which kind of gives them a little, you know, mm, a flair to the. That's interesting. Know. Although, although you and I are modern, caring, sensitive males, we like those kinds of things. I'll tell you what: if they nominated me chief of police for ordering, yep, my uniform would make Patton's uniform look like a fucking Sunday school. That's outfit. right. So, despite his grace with the sword, Patton, uh, Patton had a reputation for being an accident-prone young man. Hmm. Um, some of even I you know I'm not, I'm not sure I buy this. I've seen this in a couple of the different accounts about him, Big Daddy. But some of us speculated that his explosive temper and incessant kind of cursing were the result of a skull injury in his 20s. I think there's more credence to he just developed a particular character to handle being who he felt he needed to be to do what he wanted to do. Right. Right. Then, hey, yeah, and then, you know. You're going to come up with all kinds of excuses, but, you know, the guy was just a badass. And right. badasses, they all fucking swear. Right. Exactly right. Um, so it was in, um, obviously, World War II that Patton hit the high point of his military career. Um, in 1943, he used a daring assault and defense tactic to lead the 7th U.S. Army to victory at the invasion of Sicily. On D-Day, which he was there in 1944 when the Allies invaded Normandy, President Roosevelt granted Patton command of the 3rd U.S. Army. And under Patton's leadership, the 3rd Army swept across France, capturing town after town. Um, Keep on advancing, whether we go over, under, or through the enemy, as he was quoted to have been said. Uh, Patton told his troops he was nicknamed, of course, Old Blood and Guts. Due to his ruthless drive and apparent lust for battle. And I guess uh, his men used to say, yeah, our blood, his guts. <laughs> True. He um, he wrote home to his wife, when I'm not a, I'm not attacking, I'm bilious. I don't know what bilious is. Do you know? Uh, I don't yeah. know. Is he going to upset stomach or something? Unfortunately, Candy Sprinkles isn't here. She'd tell us what the meaning of that word well, is. Well, I mean, our show's going to end up quicker because she won't be butting in the whole time. <laughs> True. Um in 1945, Patton and his army, it's, it's staggering, right? This next bit, people, is staggering. But you and, have to remember, before this happened, yeah, he was fired. That's right. Yeah. By Eisenhower, right? No, Truman. Or well, tr- well no, no. Eisenhower or... or right. It, it, he, see, the problem with Patton is 
he had a big mouth. And right. he didn't give a shit what he said. He didn't care who he talked to. And he was always, the reporters were always going after him. Right. You know? Right. And so finally they had a, they relieved him of command. Wow. And then they set him back up. And then they actually had a command. He was a command of a fake army at one point. Oh, really? They had blow up inflatable tanks and, and airplanes and all this stuff. And so that the Germans that took pictures, aerial shots. Right. They thought there was this huge army mounting. Oh, my God. It was all inflatables. Really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. And That's he was, brilliant. It, it's really cool because <laughs> it worked. Yeah. So when they thought that uh, Patton was going, because they, the only general that the uh, the Axis powers were really afraid of was Patton. They all knew him. They knew what he was. They were afraid of him. Right. And so they were the ones. So they the, the army said, well, Okay, we're going to key on this fear, and we're going to go ahead and pretend like he's here, and they think he's here, and we're going to let them see him here, right? And we're going to attack him somewhere else. Interesting. So yeah, pretty freaking cool. Interesting. Um, so um, his army in forty-five, right? They um, got across the Rhine and charged straight into the heart of Germany. They captured ten thousand square miles of enemy ter- enemy territory. Along the course of a ten-day march, yeah. which is insane for that back uh, that yeah. time, and of course they were part of liberating Germany from the Nazis in the process. Um, he's uh, he's a bit of a badass. Yeah, pretty much. He could have. He definitely. This is interesting. Of all the historical figures we've had, here's what I think he would have probably been amazing at. He would have been doggedly tenacious about his practice and getting better and better and never really giving up even you know, have a bad throw totally forget about it right. get right into it get another one right he'd probably be really good on the field with everybody he'd be able to flip shit to people pretty good he's mm-hmm. pretty he'd be only, a good master my only concern he'd be good master for that part of it mm-hmm. my only worry jay is i wonder if he'd be a little bit kind of um so he was Everything I read said he was he was one of those people that is such a perfectionist that it's again just like over the top like he's not a fun person relevant right. to that he could never like, that's why he was so good at fencing he literally couldn't ever be second he just had to be first and he'd keep going after it over mm-hmm. and over and over again until he was I feel like that might be a little more like a track and field guy they're kind of in their head yeah. like don't fuck with me I don't want to smile because I'm trying to you'll crush you in your games so he wouldn't be as fun on the field as say us maybe i don't know but he might whoop our asses i don't know what do you think uh, i i can't imagine Patton being uh bad at anything i think whatever he wanted to do he'd pursue it to you know to, yeah. if that was he thought his destiny was to be the highland games champion i think he'd do it i think he'd be you good know? in the beer garden i think yeah. he'd loosen up in the beer garden. i think he'd maybe. have to yeah he'd have to loosen up in the beer garden i would hope yeah. if he was in the beer garden he'd have his pearl uh, 45s. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he'd have to have his pistols and his, uh, he'd have to have a stogie in his mouth. That'd and, be badass. And he's wearing those yeah. those uh, uh, riding crop boot chopper pant things. Yeah, it turns you on a little bit, doesn't it, thinking about that? No, it's just cool. Yeah. Well, it kind of turns me on, I'll tell you it's that. Badass. Right. Um, yeah, so my only concern is, so it's interesting. So, see, again, I wonder if he's the kind of guy who you could give shit to. Because if he had that kind of high voice and he was a master, we mm-hmm. would give him shit. Right. But he'd probably shoot you. And then he... Yeah. So I don't know if that would work. He's got pearl handle revolvers. He's going <laughs> right. to shoot you, right? I'm not sure that would work. And uh, and then, of course, the Actually, whole you know what? LARPer weren't... thing worries me a bit. They weren't pearl handle. They were ivory. 
Okay. Because you said only a, only a Louisiana, New Orleans pimp would have <laughs> pearl handle pistols. Pistols? They're ivory. They're yeah. ivory. Okay. I remember that. Interesting. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I, I'm saying good thrower, not so fun in the beer garden, maybe, unless we got them drunk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you could be hit and miss on, yeah. the, on the having fun on the field. You'd definitely be a guy you want on your side. Right. I think. Yeah. True. If you're doing <laughs> team day, you want him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just might not, you know, might not. Well, chew the shit with him. Let's say he's on our team. Okay, we're okay. the drop deads. There's right. ten. Let's say there's ten teams. Gotcha. Okay? Yeah. Let's say we come in dead last. Right. He kills all the rest of the people. Bingo. Right? He kills them. So guess who's first? We are the drop deads. Yeah, absolutely. Bingo. So not only are we drop dead gorgeous, not only can uh, we could drop dead. We could drop dead at any time, but, but usually, but but we won't. Right. Uh, he. Fulfills our last one, which is everyone else can drop dead. That's right. All right. So I think it works. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. So General Patton, if uh, you're out there anywhere, uh, you're on the team. You're my glorious historical figure this time. Yeah, baby? Yes, indeedy. All right. Uh, and Big Daddy? Yes. That's uh, the show. That's the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to our sponsors, MattressRanch.com. That's www.MattressRanch.com. One word. Thanks for all the likes and listens. We're closing in on that 16,000 play action. Yes. Bring it on. Um, the Fork Talk podcast comes out whenever we damn well please, as you can obviously tell yeah, since it's much. been October since we had one. Um, question, no, no judgment. We yeah. got busy lives. Don't Sorry, judge us, people. Fuckers. Don't judge us, you <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Questions or comments, email us at info at fork-talk.com. Or on Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. You are the sheaf to my fork, Big Daddy. Slunchamore, great health. Captain Quint, take it away, baby. Take it away, motherfucker. Take it away, motherfucker. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding, lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up! Farewell and adieu. <laughs> to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell uh, and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we received orders for to go back to England. Boston. 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 And so nevermore shall we see you again. Cocksuckers. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Hashtag what? Hashtag Jaws? Hashtag, Hashtag get a bigger boo? Hashtag George W. Patton. I'll fuck you up, motherfuckers. <laughs>